welcome to another episode of Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chuang. I'm an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, a business strategist, a speaker, and also a best-selling author. Every single day, I have the opportunity to help my clients unlock their potentials and guide them to succeed. More often than not, I see people not taking action, not becoming a real estate investor, not becoming a speaker or an author just because of one small little detail, something that either they need to get them off that hump push them a little bit more, that motivation, that story, that perception, that, that connection, whatever it is to get them over to reach that new potential. And that's why we're doing this show because after you watch this show, I want you to be able to reach that peak potential, maintain that potential, and then reach another peak potential and keep on growing and achieve more success than you've ever dreamed of. Today, we have an amazing guest. I'm absolutely so honored to have him. He's a good friend. He's been a part of our lives for many, many years. Uh, we've actually collaborated on a book together, and it's just always a great time to chat with him because he has a great positive attitude. He always has a smile on his face. He's a psychologist. He's a, an author of the book, The Me Factor. He's been seen on TV, and he's just been an amazing, amazing person to, to connect with, bounce ideas with, and it's an honor to have him on the show. Please welcome Dr. Gan Spirits. Welcome, Dr. Gan. <laughs> How you doing, Fog? Glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. It's always awesome to talk to you because you have this amazing smile that you put on everybody's face every time you meet somebody. So it's always a right on. Thanks so much. <laughs> so just wanted to ask you for for those of those of us who don't know who you are and wants to know a bit about your backstory. Um, can you kind of tell us where did you start off? What did you do to become who you are today? <laughs> a nice small question, hey. <laughs> so. Um, uh, so uh, for me, I, I guess the journey started um, really the first, the first time I, I always want, I always had an interest in psychology. I, I always like to know how we worked as humans, right? What made us tick, how we were put together. And I, you know, growing up in the family I grew up in, I actually saw a lot of things that were not working well, right? Um, so, and, and most people's experience in growing up in their families, there's always something, right? I mean, there's the, the joke is, um, well, did you grow up in a dysfunctional family? Well, yeah, which family is not dysfunctional, right? So it's like, there's always something that we can learn. And I, I saw certain things. I said, well, I don't, I don't think this is the right way to do this or the best way to do this. And so I always wanted to know a better way. And that's always been uh, just a bit of my personality makeup, always looking for a better way, whether it's relationships or thought process, mindset, uh, communication, any of that stuff. And so I went into psychology and... Um, being a young and uh, gung-ho guy, I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and I ended up burning myself out a couple times. And then I said, okay, well, again, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> so um, I was able to come up with a whole system. Uh, this is what the book is uh, based off of, the Me Factor system, uh, to help me to avoid that burnout. But what I found was it wasn't just helped me avoid burnout. It's actually helped me build my potential. You talk about potentials and getting to their, that peak. It, it actually helped put me in the right headspace and the right general state of being to be able to keep climbing that ladder and keep notching up to where I wanted to go. And then what I, the other thing I found out was that more and more of my clients, just a, a huge percentage, probably like 95% or more, had some aspect of things uh, in their lives that were out of whack with the system that I, that I developed for myself. And so I started applying it to, to my clients as well. And, uh, you know, they've had major success with it as well. So this is where that whole thing started. And so since then, um, 
you know, so I've been uh, in the psychology area, psychology field for about 30 years now. I've been a registered psychologist or a, char a chartered psychologist um, for uh, about close to 25 years as well and been in prior practice during that time as well. And I've also been in on the other side of the couch, so to speak. I've been a, a client of uh, coaches and psychologists myself for about 30 years. And I, I would never stop doing that because that's just the one of my secrets to success, one of my secrets to be able to manage stress, keep me moving forward and keep my head in the game. Right. And like, like they say, you have to be a product of the product. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Never heard that one before, but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with, with this global pandemic going on and everything's on lockdown, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stress going on. Mm -hmm. uh, people are losing their jobs. There might be financial issues. Uh, I, what one one stat I kind of heard was that yeah, there's a, a, a decrease in child abuse, but in reality, it's probably an increase because they're all at home, and yeah. the people who are actually working with the kids during the day aren't there to actually report anything. So yeah. there's a lot of lots of issues that are actually happening that people aren't seeing. Uh, lots of stress, lots of frustration. So during this period of time, and I'm pretty sure that right now there's a lot of people talking to you about this kind of stuff. What's your recommendation to families and individuals who are going through a very, very tough time dealing with either financial issues, family issues, and just getting over that hump to deal with this whole thing that everybody is kind of affected by? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This is, this is a very stressful time for everybody. And um, uh, it, it's things that most people alive have never had to be through, uh, have to, had to go through before, you know, and some of the older generation, if you're over like 90 or, you know, so I, I've heard of a guy, I was like, I think it was 105 who went through the Spanish flu, went through world war two and actually got COVID and survived that and came out the other end. Like, wow. Okay. Good for him. Got to get some of that juice. But, uh, but yeah, most of us have never been through anything like this. And it, it is very, very, very stressful, very stressful. It's scary. Um, with most things that happen in the world up until this, there was always somewhere you could look and see that it was okay. Right now, there's nowhere like that. Everywhere is going through the same thing. And usually it's, you know, over there is where the problem is, but no, it's here and it's everywhere else. So there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of um, lack of sense of control, lack of sense of normalcy that most people are going through. And then you throw on top of that people being, isolated because they're quarantined and uh, then the economic uncertainty. Um, and yes, it's, it's, uh, it's a perfect, perfect storm of stress. So um, one of the things that I've been telling people uh, across the board I, and everything I tell people, I apply to myself too. Okay. Um, is understand that because we've never been through this before, it is, it is um, unusual and exceptional times. So it is important that you realize that you can count on, unusual and exceptional responses from yourself and from those people around you. Most people, uh, well, I've talked to a few of my colleagues and they say we're anywhere between 25 and 50% off of our normal, whatever, whether it's productivity, whether it's our way of focusing, whether it's our memory, um, volatile emotions, uh, everybody is going to be different than they are under normal circumstances. And I think it's important that we all understand that. So we cut ourselves some slack. And we also cut the people who are around us some slack as well, because it's very easy for us to uh, misinterpret things or take things out of context or, or just be so, um, the, the heat turned up so high that it's easy for us to react and make everything a lot worse right now. So that's the first thing is cut yourself some slack, 
understand that your response is going to be all over the place for right now. That's okay. It's normal. The second thing is don't suffer alone though, right? This is a great time to reach out to somebody like myself or other um, uh, licensed healthcare professionals in your area, or even sometimes even clergy or other people, other forms of support, because uh, we can't, none of us can do this alone. And one of the hashtags, one of the, one of the themes that we keep hearing is we're all in this together. We are all in this together. We're all going through the same thing, but we can also lean on each other. We can also lean on each other and share what's happening with us, share good stories, and also share some of the frustrations we're having so that we don't have to carry them so much by ourselves. The third thing is, you know, you want to limit your input of negative information, whether that's the news or, or difficult shows or social media, you definitely want to limit that right now because there's a lot of stuff coming at us anyway, and it's just there's tension in the air. So you don't want to have extra tension. You don't want to let extra tension in there. Um, when this whole thing started, I made a conscious effort to cut down my consumption of that type of, of information. And I started adding a lot of comedies and actually a lot of like nature documentaries and that sort of thing, right? To, to make sure that the mix was, was more manageable. And then, you know, one of the last things I'll say about this is um, if, you're, if you're dealing with other people, let's say you're, you're quarantined with, with other people in your family, or even if you're quarantined by yourself, Whatever the change is, understand that it's, it's, it's okay and important and wise to um, step right into it and go directly to whoever you're dealing with and ask them what they need. You need to be clear about what you need and you need to also be clear about what other people that you're connected to need, right? So um, I suggest call a meeting with your roommates or your partner or your family or whoever. Here's what I need. Here's how much togetherness I need. <laughs> Here's how much apart, you know, like isolation or individual time I need. And let's also figure out who's going to do what in the house. And let's, let's write that down. Let's all make an agreement so we don't have this situation where we're all assuming somebody else is going to do something and it's not done and then everybody's pissed off and then, you know, we're off to the races with negative stuff, but then no one can escape because we're all stuck together. So we want to avoid that situation. So be, be direct, be deliberate, be... Um, I would say even explicit with the uh, arrangements we make right now with the people that we're connected with. Yeah. I, I totally agree. During this period of time, I've been watching more comedies. I've been feeding myself with more positive stuff. I've been learning more things about business just so that you can sharpen your mind a bit more and stay away from, from most of the negative news that's out there. But what's well, interesting... Well, I was going to say too, you know, that's, that's, that's amazing, Fong. And I, I totally agree. I, you know, and despite the uncertainty, despite the difficulty and, and the heavy time, right? The bottom line is we, we really can't do anything about this. Like an individual really can't change any of the situation out there. And I go back to that serenity prayer that pe people have probably heard, right? Give me the wisdom, sorry, no, give me the strength to change the things I can change, the patience to accept the things I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's built into this whole situation that we can't change. Yeah. So we can then try to accept this whole situation a lot more quickly like you're doing and then use and see the advantage like you're doing and say, okay, well, I guess I can't go anywhere. So how can I make this work for me? How can I, you know, build my brain? How can I build my brand? How can I learn new skills that are going to get me prepared so that when things do change, I'm at the front edge of where I need to be. Yeah. So what's interesting is I'm not sure. Do you, are you familiar with the movie Contagion? Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> okay. So really for some reason that movie, which was out like years ago, 
all of a sudden has so much more viewership just because it's very familiar to whatever the situation is right now. Yeah. So why, why do you think that the general public would actually gravitate to feeding even more of that kind of stuff when, the, when what's actually beneficial is com the complete opposite? <laughs> yeah, well, I think two reasons. One is like uh, there is sort of a fa morbid fascination we have as humans with, you know, what, what is this? Let's, let's, let's poke the dead body or like, you know, let's flip over the dead animal or whatever, flip over the log. But I think in, in most cases, I think what's really going on is just straight up curiosity. Um, because we've lost our sense of control in a lot of areas, right? Uh, things we used to take for granted that would be there or not there right now. Um, the structure we used to have say, well, I got to get up and go to work. Well, I shoot, I guess I can't. Right. So we're looking for any sort of understanding or control or some way to make sense of all this. And so a movie like Contagion or, you know, in my day, it was a movie called Outbreak. Right. Because I'm older. Um, there's a, but there's there's that sense of, oh, OK, well, this will help me get my head around it. This will help me get, you know, some understanding about it. And, and, and at least then, even if I can't control it at least I can understand it. And if I understand it, it helps me to settle a little bit. So it's not always the negative. Like, I mean, even though that's, you know, it would seem on the surface to be a, a negative or a troubling type of uh, concept that you're watching. Um, it's actually an opportunity for people to get their heads around. Oh, this is what's happening. One of the things, um, you know, if people do want uh, a very good source um, of understanding, there are two, there's a, there's a, a series on Netflix called Explained. And uh, they did one on the next pandemic that was done probably like a year ago. And then they just released one now called this pandemic. And yeah. they did a very, very good job explaining, you know, how all this stuff works and where it comes from and why we're doing what we're doing to try to try to solve it. So, so what you're saying is Netflix is not completely a waste of time. <laughs> no, not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing I would like to know is, when, when all this lifts, when all things are, are opened up and people are able to engage with each other and, and stadiums are open, what do you foresee as the biggest thing that, that changes? Mm, good question. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we learn a few lessons from this whole experience, right? Um, one is that it is important to prepare and that... Um, if you look at at countries or jurisdictions that have um, have come through this fairly well, uh, given the circumstances, they tend to be ones with a strong central government where people um, trust their leaders and um, they are more or less proactive. Right? Um, there there are systems put into place to handle this or other things that might go wrong, and so I'm hoping that people get that that view loud and clear and support those types of um, structures in each in their society to make sure that we have all this stuff. It's, it's kind of like a safety net for everybody. It's like, it's the same reason we buy insurance, right? We hope we never have to use it, but we pay into it. And if, if we need to, we're glad it's there. But you know, you still need to set the system up to make sure that it's there to be used when, when it comes up. But the other thing is, <clears throat> you know, and I was talking to my daughter about this just uh, this afternoon, this whole experience has given us, most people, an opportunity to slow down, right? And um, to some extent, even have a little bit of, a, of an awakening, a little bit of a midlife crisis, so to speak, where, hmm, I'm not sure where I was going down this path and it seemed like a reasonable path, but I'm not sure anymore because everything can change in a moment as we've all experienced, right? So let me really rethink this and be a lot more 
deliberate and conscious about where I want to go in the future. So I think that is something that's, that's going to change. A lot of people are, are going to wake up because of having gone through this experience. And then I think also just there are a lot of things that we typically have taken for granted that we can now start to appreciate more, more directly. Um, and, and so we, we appreciate them in terms of, wow, I'm so glad, you know, this is here. Right. But then also recognizing, huh, there are certain things I used to do or a certain way I used to be and a certain way I used to go through life, which, you know, I had that shut down for, you know, three weeks or six weeks or two months or four months or whatever. And I'm still okay. So maybe it wasn't as necessary as I thought. So I, I really do feel that a lot of people are going to be much more mindful about how they spend their times, how, how they spend, um, you know, plan their future. And I think there's going to be a fair bit of innovation that comes out of this, this time as well, because this, is, this is always what happens whenever there's a big crisis in the world or in parts of the world. A bunch of people come together and they say the necessity is the mother of invention. So I think we're going to see a lot of uh, really cool innovation that comes out of this. Now, you mentioned before about this is the time to kind of uh, do something new and, uh, and build on that skill set. Uh, I'm, I'm sure as in, in your profession right now, you've experienced some changes as well. You've experienced some, some challenges uh, reaching out to your clients or speaking to large audiences, which is impossible anymore, but uh, keeping, at least keeping yourself relevant and exposed out there so that people know what you're doing on all that stuff. What are some things that you have been doing right now that you have changed uh, to keep yourself busy, to keep your, sh your act sharp, uh, something new that you've been trying or developing that, that you're using this time more efficiently to, to produce? So a few things. One of the things is I've actually started doing Facebook Lives, which you know I, I dabbled with a little bit before, but I, I've done two or three of them. I'm probably going to do another one next week or two. Um, to, you know, just to get out there, like you said, just to keep things relevant and, and share what I know and try to help as many people as I can. Um, we've all, all of the, uh, all my colleagues and myself have all had to figure out some of the video platforms and, you know, telepsychology and different things like that. And, you know, so a lot of us gotten fairly proficient at that really quickly. But, you know, for me, Fong, the, um, one of the things that this has given me the opportunity to do is myself and my team, we're working on um, a, a new product. Um, well, let me back up. So one of the frustrations that I've had as a psychologist is that um, many, uh, many approaches seem to be reactive, right? Um, you know, something's wrong. And so we try to fix it, right? Especially in the psychology or psychiatry field, right? Uh, or medical field generally. That's one, one piece. Second piece is like for psychology, a lot of folks don't know how to access psychology. They don't know how to find us. And they, you know, if they do find us, then sometimes it's onerous because they have to like physically travel to where we're going to be. And they've got to like, you know, drive there. So it's, you know, it's like it's one, hour, one hour appointment might take them two hours or three hours depending on the traffic. And then the third, it tends to be expensive, okay? So one of the things I'm working on right now is a proactive membership where you uh, build competence and learn psychological principles that help you move forward day to day that is like accessible, it's quick, it's fun, it's not heavy, and it's, it's, it's affordable, right? Like, like less, than, less than 30 bucks a month um, to be able to, to get these principles and use the principles that I've used for myself, but also used with my clients over the last 25, 30 years to be able to do that on a proactive basis, because truly the best 
offense, sorry, the best defense is a great offense, right? And so if we're working on ourselves and building ourselves up, we're feeling happy. Well, we're much less likely to be a victim of stress and depression and anxiety and some of the other things that come after us. And during this time, there's going to be a lot of fallout. Just like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of fallout right now in terms of the tension people are under. But it's good. there's going to be more coming uh, even as we start to come out of this. And so doing something that is proactive and helping you move forward on a day-to-day basis helps to protect you from some of that stuff. And even if uh, some things do go off the rails, you are able to get help quicker and be able to get back uh, to where your normal functioning is a lot faster as well. I see. Now, you have also mentioned before that uh, you're the product of a product. Uh, how, how, how big of an impact have your coaches been for you? Wow. Geez, I, I wouldn't be here without them. Let me just say that, right? Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't be here doing this. I'm not sure I'd be alive, to tell you the truth, right? Um, it's, it's, it's to that level. Uh, it's been a huge, huge help. Um, I, I've, always, I've always wondered why uh, some people had this stigma towards um, whatever, getting help, getting a coach, getting you know, psychologist or anybody like that, because the people who really do the very best at, at whatever they do, whether they're an athlete or an entertainer or whatever, they have people in their corner that help them to see the things they can't see and help to give them a little bit of um, perspective and somebody to bounce ideas off of and let them know, you know what they're doing well, but also where they can improve. So the coaches that I've had over the years have been invaluable to help me be who I am today and um, keep me functioning. But, I, you know, I, I for sure wouldn't be married <laughs> without some of the coaches I've had. And my wife being one of the coaches, right? <laughs> one of the people that helps me to keep my head straight. So, um, yeah, no, very, very, I'm a high believer, full believer in that. Mm-hmm. So during all this stressful time, how are you still motivated? How do you still go up, get up in the morning and go, I'm driven to go and impact the world positively? <laughs> what, so, what's your secret sauce? Okay, so a couple of things, right? Um, one is uh, I, I really do feel that, that sense of mission, okay? So purpose is extremely important. When we have a sense of purpose, it organizes our thoughts, organizes our actions, and gives us a, like an impetus, that, that, that juice like you, you're talking about to get out of bed and keep moving. And one of the things that I love to do is help people improve. I love to make, make sure people are doing the best they can and help them avoid the pitfalls that it, a lot of us fall into, but we don't have to just because we just don't know or we weren't taught, right? So there's that. And then the other piece of it is I do walk the talk. I'm the product of the product, as you said, right? And, um, and so I, I work the system that I teach. Because if I didn't work the system, then I wouldn't be in the right um, head space and the, the right emotional and physical state to be able to have the energy to jump out of bed. So one of the things I've been doing during this lockdown time is I've been, you know, I, I said, okay, there's a great opportunity for me to build the habit of working out every day. So I'm building the habit. I'm not 100%, but I'm probably like 80%. You know, that's pretty good. And I'm, you know, doing it consistently means that I'm, you know, uh, I'm building that habit so I can be happy about that. But I also get the benefit of actually exercising and, you know what I mean, eating well and that sort of thing. So making sure that my physical and emotional state is looked after gives me the fuel that I need to be able to jump out of bed the next day and and keep going and keep driving forward and helping the people that I want to help. And when you talk about helping people, 
one of the ways that you're doing that is is through your book, The Me Factor. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you like to uh, comment about about your book, and then also, what's the next big thing for Dr. Gans? All right. So, yeah, the book, the book. So, yeah, it's this thing, <laughs> or you know, smaller <laughs> version. Um, so, yeah, the Me Factor. It, it is it is that system, and it's you know the the subtitle is you know your systematic guide to getting what the hell you want. And um, this particular book is built, is written for and to men, but the principles are universal. Everybody applies across the board. But a lot of stuff out in the self-help world is written towards women or is just kind of neutral, right? And I thought it was really important to write something just kind of in guy language that people can kind of grab a hold of. And, and, and you know, it's a nuts and bolts, really practical stuff that people can apply right away to help put them in that state so that they can be their best and then they can pursue what, what, what is important for them. So I'm, I'm really happy with the book, but you know, it's, it's good. People, you know, have given me good feedback on it. I know you, you, you and Jessica have read it as well. Yeah. So, um, but more importantly, it's, it's my guide. It's my guide. I, I read the book <laughs> and I follow the principles to keep my head on straight. So I keep going the direction I want to go. And then the next big thing, uh, the next big thing is really that membership program that I was talking about earlier, right? The, the, the proactive, cost-effective, um, systematic way of looking after yourself and getting all the principles that are in here broken down into a very user-friendly, easy, nuts and bolts, step-by-step -step process that people can apply to their lives every day to make sure they're on the right side of, of where they want to be and protect them from the stress, especially around this time, but even just regular work stress, family stress, you know, teaching good communication, but getting all those principles in, in bite-sized chunks so people can really get their teeth into them and um, build the habit of moving forward little by little every day instead of just sort of going through their life and then, you know, kind of waking up at when they realize they're falling into the hole. Right. Now, the next, next question is, the world is your stage right now. We have listeners from all over the world on, on this on this platform, and and you get the opportunity right now to say your message to everybody in the world. What message would that be? <laughs> the message, so the old story of um, Aesop's fable of the goose that laid the golden egg. Right, the farmer has he's poor and he has this goose. He doesn't know how he's going to make ends meet, but he goes out one day and he one day and he finds this golden egg. He's he's happy but he gets greedy. So he's, he, he doesn't want to wait day by day for the golden eggs. He goes in, he cuts the goose open to try to get the, all the golden eggs, right? Kills the goose, no more golden eggs. So my big message is instead of killing the goose, my message is feed the goose, okay? Feed the goose that lays the golden egg. Make sure that you feed whatever system, whatever it is that's producing the good stuff in your life. For most people, actually for all people, the goose is you. <laughs> you are the goose. You have to look after yourself. You have to feed the goose. If you're not feeding yourself, then everything you try to produce is not going to be as good or it's going to take a lot more work or it's, not, it's going to stress you out and, and, and you know, wipe you out. So we have to look after ourselves first. It's like when you're flying on the plane and the, the flight attendant says, if you're flying with somebody who needs help, if the masks come down, Put your own mask on first, then right. help somebody else. So we have to look after ourselves. So my big message is feed the goose. Mm -hmm. Kind of, kind of difficult. And that's my favorite dish is roasted goose. <laughs> well, you you got to feed it before you eat it. Okay. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> so 
now, now we're going to move into some quick questions just sure. so that uh, people get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, the very first question is, if there was a Genzopoli game, <laughs> which would be the four vehicles that represents your train stations? Whoa, okay. <laughs> four vehicles. Hmm. Okay, I'd go with a bicycle. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, there'd be a Tesla, the high-end one that goes super fast. Um, I'd probably have, um, have uh, a Hummer, right? Uh, an electric one, if we can get one of those. Um, <laughs> and then, and then um, probably, probably uh, a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. Now, is there something that most people don't know about you? Something oh. that's a little bit different and unique just for you? Okay, two things people might not know about me. One, I have a, I have a black belt in karate. And cool. yeah, and also I used to play the tuba. Ah, cool. If you get an opportunity to go to any concert, live concert in the world, dead or alive performer, which concert would that be? Prince. Ooh, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> if, you were in, if you were in the amazing race, mm -hmm. what event or activity would be, that's it, you're out. Oh boy. Um, it'd probably be eating something disgusting or running for a very long time. I've got no stamina right now. <laughs> awesome. And, and finally, we're going to play What is Success Like? And for those out there who don't know, entrepreneurs were always put uh, into situations where we have to think fast on our feet. So Dr. Gans is going to pick a number. I'm going to go through these cards. And that number is going to represent a card, and he's going to say, success is like this item. Alrighty? Okay. So give me a number between 1 to 10. 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Teabag. Success is like a teabag. Okay. Success is, okay. Success is like a teabag because it's flavorful and it contains a lot, but sometimes it takes some steeping and some time in some heat to generate the full flavors. So you get to fully enjoy it um, when you're able to sit down and, and take a break. Awesome. Well done. So thank you very much for your time and your expertise. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, either get a copy of your book or ask for your expertise, what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way is in my, at my website. So that's askdrgans.com. So that's ask, D-R-G-A-N-Z or Z, depending on what part of the world you are in, uh, .com. Askdrgans.com. Awesome. Well, once again, Thank you very much for your time. Everybody remember, success is like a tea bag as, as Dr. Gans says. Now, uh, thank you very much for watching this show, the Peak Potential Success Show. And until next time, today is the day to unlock your peak potential. We'll see you next time.